0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the Conor McGregor Media Conference Call. Your host for today, Matt Ratmanovich with the UFC will begin.
1: Thank you very much, and, and thank you everyone for joining. Today we'll actually be breaking this conference call in two with UFC President Dana White joining us in the second half of the call. But first, we have joining us a fighter many people call the greatest mixed martial artist in the world. Already a two-division champion in the UFC has taken on the best in his sport, the notorious Conor McGregor leaves the octagon behind now for a step, for him to step into the ring and again make the impossible possible. Challenging an icon of boxing, the undefeated 49-0 Floyd Money Mayweather. This will be his toughest test yet. Can Conor shock the world? We'll all find out August 26th, live from the t mobile Arena in the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Without further ado, I turn the call over to your questions for the notorious Conor McGregor.
2: What's up? Hello? Yeah. No (laughs) questions? All right. Thank
1: you all. I'll be on my way. We're going to the first one right now, Connor. (laughs)
0: Our first question is going to come from Dan Raphael. One moment, please. From ESPN, please go ahead.
3: Thank you very much. Hello, Connor. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Connor, I just I wanted to get your reaction today to the ruling that the Nevada State Athletic Commission made that will allow the request that you and Floyd made to reduce the size of gloves from 10 ounces to 8 ounces. Can you give me your thoughts about that ruling?
2: Yeah, well, I, I'm very happy with, with how the Nevada State Athletic Commission handled it. I think they handled it fairly. They, they listened to both requests and, and just the overall... <clears throat> overall approach, the decision in the referees, the judges, I think they were very fair throughout, so that, that was that was a good thing for me, you know, to see that um, they're uh, taking into consideration both fighters' requests and, and I'm very happy with it.
3: Can you tell me, Connor, uh, what was the, the specific reason um, that you wanted to reduce the size of those? I know in UFC, obviously, you wear the four-ounce gloves. They're a little different, obviously, no fingers. Um, some suspect that if you wear eight ounce in the boxing match, it would be greater for your punching power. Others uh, surmise that perhaps it would allow Floyd to uh, have uh, faster hands, which he already has fast hands. What was your specific reason for wanting the smaller gloves? I think,
4: I think
2: that's, that's it in a nutshell right there. You've got, you've got pros and cons on both sides. You've got both athletes asking for the request. And then you've got me also coming up in, in, in ounces from, from what I'm used to. I know <clears throat> some in the media are like, oh no, it's ten, it's eight, but hey, look what I fight with. I fight in four ounce gloves. Fingerless gloves. The knuckles are, are, are barely covered in what I am used to, so um it's it's
3: it benefits both
2: in, in, in certain ways. Um so I'm very happy with it.
3: What kind of gloves will you wear me? in the fight? What um, brand?
2: You know, we're still we're still in, in discussion with that.
3: So it's going to uh, end up Okay. Thank you very much, Connor. Appreciate your time. Thank you.
0: Our next question is coming from George Willis from the New York Post. Please go ahead.
5: Hello, everyone. Hello, Connor. Um, wanted to ask you there's been a lot written about you. I wanted to know might there be two or three things that people don't know about you that hasn't been written before? Oh, wow, Um
2: you know, I, I don't know I don't know. Well, what you see with me is what you get. I, I I am the same person on and off the camera. A lot of people like to say I'm not. Obviously, there's different there's different moments. You you catch me if you catch me against an opponent or someone on face. I'm a little different than But but I I, I I portray myself as as who I am. Um. So what you see is what you get with me. And, and there's been many articles, many many stories, many things written. But you know, it's been it's been okay. I, I suppose it's just. I am who I am. I I, I, I speak the truth for what I believe, and and people portray that in, in many ways. So I'm pretty open, and what you see is what you get with me.
5: Anything like like to cook? Uh, maybe any other hobby? Changing diapers now, nothing like that? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm I'm razor I'm razor quick with the diaper changes. <laughs> in fact, I'm so quick lately I might see me even changing. <laughs> Uh yeah. No, uh yeah, you know. Uh, right now, I have a nutritionist. He's been with me for for this camp, bringing in the weight So that's that's the cooking out the out the window. So he's been living with me since. Well, it must be, it must be three months now. We've we've had one hell of a camp. It's been one long stretch, a lot of hard hard work, a lot of dedicated and focused uh, work. And then, of course, the nutrition has been non n- like the focus on nutrition has been. Top, top, top of the range and that's why I'm in peak physical condition at this moment 10 days out now we are closing in on the on the weight cutting phase and then and then we weigh in and we, and we fight so that's
5: mm-hmm. about it I'm, I up a book you know? yeah and one and one more from me how have you approached the challenge of possibly going uh, 12 rounds uh, in this fight
2: I mean we, we, we've, we've we've adjusted certain timings in my cardiovascular preparation we've, we've certainly on well, the endurance phase, as we've stretched it out um, and to, to, to accommodate the 12-3 the, the minute rounds, it's actually been very enjoyable to go from five-5 five minute rounds, which is what I'm used to, which is 25 minutes, to 12-3s in the boxing, which is 36 minutes. Um, you've got to factor in there's no, no not as much grappling. There is still clinch work in that, but not, not to the extent of a mixed martial arts belt where you can end up on your back and you've got to, cal- cal- you've got to tactically walk your way back to your feet, which is very draining, but it's a different kind of cardiovascular training so we've adjusted some things and, and I, I feel absolutely amazing I've, I've done multiple 12 round fights um, in the build up to this I've done 12 rounds just last night um, we, are, we are more than prepared we, myself and, 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 and my, my training and my team that have formulated the McGregor Fast program this is a cardiovascular training program that we formulated after I suffered my first defeat in the UFC to Nate Diaz. We formulated it in for the Diaz 2 rematch, and he was a triathlete with a, with a, with a big weight advantage, m- much uh, bigger man, and, and can go for days. That's what he specializes in. He has a gas, tank, an unrivalled gas tank. So we had to put a special formula and, and a special method to train, and that's what we're doing. And we we we, done and we created the McGregor fast. Uh, Program and I've been on that since since about a week after that it was forced loss and since then I've had I believe two belts on that and now this will be the third one so I've been on this program o- over a year now and and um, you'll see the results I mean to be able to go from mm. and we've done it pretty seamlessly as well um, I'm very 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 proud of it and I'm very uh, excited to go in and represent the McGregor Fast Program on August twenty sixth as well. Great. Appreciate it, Connor. Thank you.
0: My next question is going to come from Victor Mathis from the New York Times. Um, Please go ahead.
6: Hi. uh, A while back, uh, Floyd told Fight Hype magazine, Connor talks a lot of trash and people praise him for it, but when I do it, they say I'm cocky and arrogant. I'm telling you racism still exists. I'm wondering if you see a difference between how fans treat you and Floyd, and and whether you think race plays any role in that.
2: Well, uh, man, all you got to do is look at every single. I mean, how many times have I been slayed in, in, by by people? It's 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 give and take here. I get my first share of hate and my first share of love. Also, you know, it's, I believe it's a fifty fifty. I mean, look at look at look at every boxing analyst, and it, I mean, it's like. It's like I've been discarded. and It's like I'm I'm not welcome. You know, it's I I've felt it as well. So it, it is what it is. I don't I don't think for me it's this is athlete versus athlete. I don't I I, I was upset that Floyd tried to bring this in. I thought that was a weak move on his part when he knows and his his people truly know that it's not from me. Not that I'm I'm uh, I am I saying that there's not people on on both sides that are that have this mindset where it's black versus white and, and, and this type of thing. But it's it's certainly something I do not condone. This is athlete versus athlete, and two prime physical condition athletes about to take take part in, in an amazing event, and, and and that's that's it on my end. So I, I, I'm disappointed to hear the way sometimes it's being portrayed. But it, I suppose it's just the nature of of, of the game with the way the way things are going on in, in the world at the moment. But all I can do is um. They focus on my craft and, and, and look to go out and put on a great performance for, for the fans who are supporting this event as a whole.
6: Thank
0: you. Our next question is coming from Rick Macy's from the Washington Post. Please go ahead.
6: Yeah, Connor, you just alluded to this, but what do you make of some in boxing circles being so dismissive of this fight? And Is that something that motivates you?
2: It's it's certainly it's certainly mo- motivating. I mean, it's the, the disrespect and the disregard to my skill set is it's you know it, it's like it's it's I, I look at people so many times and they've such a uh, their mind is closed. They've got a closed mind to how things can be done. Or it's 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 a set way and there's no other way. When if that was the case, we'd never have reached across the waters and search of other land. We'd never we never have went into space. or You know what I mean? You've got to have an open mind and you've got to realize that there are other ways and there is a time and a place for every single move. You've got to give respect for other disciplines and, and other styles. Like, for, for instance, fighting is is a complex game. There is a time and a place for every single attack and every single move, it's about finding the correct timing for it. So when I hear the way they carry on and they disregard disregarding disrespect, you know, it's it is what it is. I use it as a motivation and I look forward to going in and educating and then, and then, but at the same time, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm coming in, I'm supposed to be from the other sports and so again, I, I understand where it's at but you know, I'm just looking forward to August 26th going in and proving what I'm saying and then ed- educating the world on, on on what martial arts is and, and giving the fans and, and everybody a good solid fight and earning my
6: respect in in, in,
2: in, in this game also.
6: And as an unrelated follow-up, um, in the UFC, you can't always wear personal sponsors' logos and endorsements like that. Are you looking forward to that? What do you have planned um, on endorsement-wise for August twenty-sixth? Yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a couple of um,
2: endorsements. signed with Monster Energy. They've been a brand that's with me. I also signed with BetSafe, and and then as far as the apparel deal, we're cl- closer on apparel deal. But at the same time, I'm in no rush. I've got good endorsement deals. And um, as far as in in-ring endorsements, they are they are. That will be on the shorts, I believe. Um, but look, there's so many, so many moving parts in the game. We're just kind of, I'm just kind of trying to roll with it. And look, it's ten days from the fight time, so I leave this to my agency, my management agency at Paradigm Sports Management to handle that side of the business. But it is, it is certainly a good, a good business. So I'm very happy with, with everything that's been going on on the endorsement side. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Our next question is going to come from Daniel Matthews from the Daily Mail UK. Please go ahead.
7: Hi, Connor. I just wondered um, how your
4: preparation and and, and also the build-up kind of outside around you has differed from from your big UFC fights and, and, and whether that's affected your, your preparations at all.
2: Oh, it's, Look, it's another day for me. It's another day of making history. It's another day of, being, of doing what... What I've been told I shouldn't be—I shouldn't be doing, or I can't do, or—and and then it's another mega blockbuster event. It's—it's—it's it's, it's nothing new to me here. So the only difference in this build is that I have a little son now with me. So we are here in Las Vegas as a family, and my coaches and sparring partners and team—they have their multiple houses all, all, uh, close by. So it's—it's it's, it's just been a, for me. It's just been—I go to the gym. I train really hard. That given day, I come home, I rest and chill with my family, and then I, I repeat. And then the media and the circus around it
4: is—it's
2: it's business as usual. It's—it's it's the exact same.
4: And just last night on the on Jimmy Kimmel,
2: Floyd kind of teased the again teased the, the prospect of a rematch. And I just wonder whether you believe him or whether this whether that's just kind of talk that he the kind of thing that he mentioned about doing it in the octagon
4: on the on the press tour, or whether whether you believe him. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
6: um, I didn't watch it. I didn't hear it. I got like, uh,
2: some snippets of it. Someone saying, uh, I got tagged and some stuff, but I didn't really hear much of what he said. Um, as far as what he said on the World Tour, he said he, he, he would step into the octagon. I mean, if he would do that, I, he would have my respect. Yeah, anyone that can, is willing to step into a game like that um, with a limit so short uh, he deserves respect. And that's at all level, whether it's, cl- where, where it's at club level in a small hall, or a big stadium filled full of fans if you get into that game and or any combat sport game for that matter. But if he was to if he was to fold through on his border match then then great, I'll be here to grant him his rematch. But right now we're focused on putting him away, August twenty sixth. Um and then we'll see what happens after that. I also have multiple world titles to contend inside the Ultimate Fighting Championship and, and and we'll see maybe he can come over and after after he gets his ass up we can challenge for he can try and challenge for my lightweight belt. I don't
4: know
2: what just one. They would be happy with that one. <laughs> no, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and I don't just know what anyone will do. I don't
7: sure. think. No. But it would be good. I, so. <laughs> um, I just want to be. Also, I, whether you're obviously very confident, but I wonder whether your mindset has
2: changed at all whether anything he's done or anything that's happened in the build-up has made you give me more confidence. I think. I think the team I have around me has instilled confidence in me. Um, we have a solid team it's, it's been it's been a growing team and an adjusting team throughout throughout my career and I think we just understand how it's, how it's done and how it's done correctly And training's gone absolutely flawless everyone, everyone has a say everyone listens to each other there's no like uh, my word is not final And uh, you know uh, every, everyone's everyone's input is there and then we come to the best solution off of everyone's input and it's just been an absolute amazing um, camp and, and the work obviously has been you know, the other night we were we were we were in the altitude chamber at like thirteen thousand feet at the Ultimate Fighting Championship Performance Institute, and it, it was a scary it was a scary training session. You know, there's there's, there's, there's no way in hell that I, that I am not ready to fight in the deepest of trenches in this contest. Like the the training sessions and the practice that we've been putting in has been to hell and back. So we are prepared for every possible outcome. I believe now the the gloves are eight ounces. I don't. I don't believe he makes it out of the second round. Part of me is hoping maybe he can last, so I can sh- so the the, 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 the the word of, oh, a lucky punch or, or that type of thing, which is, which I've been labeled with before, even though I have multiple first round KOs, even though I have multiple under one minute KOs on my record. So part of me kind of wants to show some skill and, and, and to dismantle him that way, but I, I do not see it. I do not see him absorbing the blows in the first two rounds, but and um, we are ready for 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 absolutely every scenario. I'm ready to go to war for the full 12 rounds, and I'm ready to put them away in the first 10 seconds.
4: So that's where my head's at. Brilliant. Thanks very much, and good luck.
0: Our next question is going to come from James De- um, Dayland from
7: Sky, New- um, Sky Sports. Yes, please go ahead. Hi Connor. Um, you said you're happy with uh, the eight ounce gloves. Floyd has worn eight ounce gloves in forty six out of his forty nine fights. So for that reason, was there any consideration on your part to wear ten ounce gloves just to inconvenience his side?
2: Uh, no, not at all. I mean, uh, that doesn't bother me. Again, I'm, I'm, I was already up six ounces into, from four to ten, so it's down a little bit from from ten to eight. So how how often he's wore the gloves and or any of that doesn't really didn't never factor into I didn't even know that for instance so that didn't factor into my thoughts at, at, at all I mean I, I do not care about his record I do not care about his achievements every fight is on a fight by fight basis so that's the way we approach it
7: so and if I can just quickly ask you about the referee Connor, that was confirmed today um was Robert Bird the referee that you asked for and uh, what do you think he will bring to this fight are you are you happy with it
1: you know, they gave options, and I, I,
2: I, we didn't necessarily ask for for any referee in particular. We just, there was, there was a referee or two that, that gave an opinion on the fight, and it was like a little bit, you know, if that's the case, they, they it's very hard for them to be considered. So that, that was where we were at with it. And then the referee, did, I mean, we were kind of hoping there was like a mix between an MMA, someone who had some link to an MMA bout. And, I mean, Robert Wood is a, is a phenomenal referee. We, we've watched him, I've watched him rest. Uh, since the announcement has been made, he's a good ref. He lets the fight take place. He's not. In, he doesn't interrupt. He, he he steps in when when he should step in. Um, and then he's also ha, ha, has 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 uh, some links to to mixed martial arts. Also, his wife Adelaide Board is involved in the mixed martial arts game. So I think that again, I'm very pleased, and and I, I think it credits to the Nevada State Athletic Commission on their choosing. Um, it was done very, very fairly so we are very happy with it.
7: You weren't hoping for Tony
2: weeks then by any chance? Tony weeks was also a consideration he was he was also selected. He, he has had um, he has refed both MMA belts and boxing belts. So yeah he was definitely one on, on, on our list also but we are happy. We are happy with, with the selection. Thank you.
0: Our next question is gonna come it's gonna come from Ariel Hawani from MMAfighting.com. Please go ahead.
4: Hey Connor, how are you? Mm-hmm. I'm biased you? Um just wanted to quickly follow up on that. Uh did you have any issues with the three judges selected by the commission?
2: No, I I, I didn't have you know I I'm not gonna say I haven't really studied on, on, on the judging. So it's very hard to find out like a history of the judges just yet. I, I believe my coach, I'm sure Coach Kavanagh uh, has been already on that case. But I, I, I believe it's a fair, it's a fair mix across the board. I believe there's US, there's European. I think it's a, again. I cannot commend the, the Nevada State Athletic Commission.
5: They done the a hell of a job.
2: It was fair all the way, all the way through.
4: So we are very pleased. On Monday, uh, your your former sparring partner, Pai Haji said that he is trying to fight you. That's that's his intention. He would like to fight you. I'm wondering if this is something that you're interested in. I know you're focused on August 26th, but even lines came out today listing you as the underdog um, by Bovada in this fictitious <laughs> fight. Is this of interest to you at all?
2: <laughs> hey, look, I'll tell the kid to join the queue. Tell the to shut out and join the queue. We'll have a full straight, yeah, like got him all over, and he got his ass whooped, and he went sprinting. I don't know what you want to say about the guy, but hey, there's a, there's a big list of people that want to get in there and try and fight me. So
4: time to join the queue, and we'll see what happens after the fight. Okay. Um, also, have you watched All Access at all? Um, in the first three episodes, there is no footage of Floyd hitting, MIT training in a ring. It's just him, you know... On a, on a horse, it's him uh, roller skating, it's him in Miami. What do you make of the way that they're portraying you and the way they're portraying him on that show?
5: Um,
2: You know, thank God I'm in the game. Well, thank God it's me on the other side. Otherwise, it'd be one hell of a bar and build up to, this, to the contest, I suppose. But I, 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 I don't really care. I mean, he, I know he has control over it. He's an egg on the project. And um, I watched episode one and I watched episode two. I thought episode two was a great episode. Episode three, I, I think th- I watched a little bit of episode three. So I haven't really, it's been okay. I mean, I, I, it's a nice dynamic. I'm in the gym scheduling full on belts. He's at the ranch with the kids and the horse. So it's a nice dynamic. You know, it's, he's doing one thing, I'm doing another. So that's, that's the way they're playing it. That's the way it is. I think the buildup is the buildup. It's, Everyone's excited here, you know, this is, we could, we could go radio silent. We could go radio silent and this thing is still going to blow everything out of the water. The public know what's, what's, what, what they're witnessing here. This is, this is a special historic event and and everyone is very excited about it. So that's, that's where I'm
4: at. Okay. And uh, just two other quick ones. Um, some fighters like Terence Crawford and David Hay have, have put up videos mocking your training. Have you seen these videos? And and if so, what what do you make of the response to your training on Friday?
2: Um, I've see, I've seen some videos. You know, but it, it is what it is. Just in my it's 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 a I don't take it personally. If anything, I see stiffness in, in every single one of them. You must have the limbs free. <clears throat> your shoulders must be disconnected. You must have the ability the ability to disconnect your shoulders and reconnect it at the point of impact people are so, uh, and with and with that skill set is how you can change a jab to a hook in the blink of an eye or a jab to an uppercut in the blink of an eye it's the same thing with the hip flexors for kicks if i throw a teeth a front kick to your midsection if i if i'm tight in the hips in the hip and i can't free the leg like like i can free my shoulders like i showed uh one of many training methods on how to free the shoulders if i can do that with my hip flexor i can change the point of impact from the and switch it up to the head in a millisecond. This is just training methods. Uh, Age old training methods. That shoulder training method you you saw w- w- was made was made po- very popular by by the great Hickson Gracie, one of the pioneers of, of mixed martial arts. It's a shoulder loosening exercises. It gets the shoulders warm, up. You've got to do it correct though. If you, I, I see I see I seen David hit pads with it. You can't hit pads with it when the shoulder is disconnected. You hit you hit when the shoulder is disconnected. And you you'll do serious damage to yourself. And, and David Hay is a man who's pulled out a contest over a sore baby toe, so he must be careful with, with the, the way he hits his hits pads. But it is what it is. I mean, again, we will educate as we go forward. It's 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 a marathon,
4: not a sprint. So I look forward. Um, to him. And, uh, uh, Last week, you said that you want to uh, defend your multiple world titles in MMA. Do you still consider yourself the featherweight champion?
2: Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, how can I not consider myself the the, the, the UFC featherweight world, world champion and the UFC featherweight world champion? The current UFC featherweight world champion is Max Holloway, a man who I, I dismantled, and then he, the, the, the former was Jose Aldo. I mean, I still reign supreme over that division. And then also the 155-pound division, I know there's talks of, of an interim belt. I, I had only won that belt, and, and literally a month later there was an interim Schedule. So, but you know, it it is what it is. I, I everyone knows I am the multiple weight world, world, world champion of the UFC's featherweight division and lightweight division, and I look forward to come back and continue to where I left off.
4: Thank you, Connor. Thank you.
0: Our next question is going to come from Dan Rovell from ESPN. Please go ahead,
4: Connor. What have you heard as far as the uh, the metrics from the fight? I know that. Um, you know, from a business standpoint, how things are going. Uh, I don't know how many updates you're getting from tickets and sponsorships and stuff like that, how much you concern yourself, but obviously money is of a concern. So uh, how much have you been updated and can you share anything?
2: It's been updated and it's all pointing to record-breaking numbers all across the board, from the gate to the sponsorships to the pay-per-views to absolutely every, every uh, angle. So... I'm very, very happy with how it's gone. I'm very happy with how the promotion has gone. I, I believe I've handled it perfectly. Be- best of all involved, I believe, once again, from content produced, from 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 storylines. I mean, I, I've been most active than than all involved by by a mile, and um, so I'm very happy. I look forward to when the contest is all said and done and wrapped up. Um. My friend is getting married in Ibiza. We we are going to go to Ibiza, and then I will relax on my my yacht in Ibiza, and and I will begin the counting game because that's that's where I count. I count up the sponsorships, I count up the gate the gate revenue, the merchandise sales, and all the other multiple pies that i hand in. And then and then I build up to my to my fortune, and and there we there we go. So that's that's my that's my uh,
4: that's my time. Thank you.
2: Thank
0: you. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and turn the call back over to Matt um, Radmanovich. Please go ahead.
1: Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Connor, for joining us. And uh, at this point, we're going to uh, patch in UFC President Dana White to join us for the next half an hour to take your uh, to take your questions. So we'll reprompt you. We'll get the queue going again. Uh, but without further ado, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and turn it over to, to Dana for your questions.
0: One moment. We we're about to join Mr. White.
1: Hi Dana, if you're good, we'll go ahead and get everybody in the queue for questions.
0: He's about to join now. You may speak now.
1: Hello, Dana, uh, Hey Dana, we're going to go ahead and turn it over to questions if you're good on your end. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, we'll get the pro- we'll get the queue going right now.
0: Okay, our first question is going to come from Dave Debra um, from Post Media Network. Please go ahead.
8: Hey, uh, thanks for the time, guys. Uh, just so I'm clear, is Connor still on the line?
9: No, I don't think so.
8: He dropped off. Okay, all right. Uh, hey, Dana, thanks for taking a couple minutes. Uh, Pleasure. So when uh, when when James Tony came into uh, UFC, everyone agreed, or the consensus anyway, was that uh, the the result, uh, Randy Couture winning, was was pretty inevitable. Um, With Conor going into the boxing world as opposed to, you know, Tony coming into the MMA world, why do you think there isn't that inevitability that there was
1: um,
8: when when Tony um, came into MMA?
9: Well, I think a lot of people believe there is, but the difference is obviously, you know, he came into a a sport where there were so many different weapons and, and and so many different ways to beat him. Whereas, you know, Connor is Connor can punch. Connor hits hard. Connor knocks people out. Um, completely different, completely different. Listen, people think that Connor is going to be completely outclassed. Some people are saying that he'll never hit Floyd once. You know, I'll tell you this. I just watched him, him work out last night. He looks phenomenal. He's in great shape. Um, he hits hard and now now we're, now we're fighting in eight-ounce gloves, and it, it, this is going to be a fight, and anything can happen in a fight. even uh, I can't remember who the boxer was that fought in, in MMA. He, he hit Tim Sylvia, former heavyweight champion and knocked him out. so anything is possible in a fight. All right Is there a, is, is there a fight
8: uh, that you can remember uh, under the UFC banner? That the um, or at least comparable anyway, um, in in terms of of the build up, the um, you know the the hype, just just everything that's going into this. Is there a fight that you can
9: think of that is a reasonable
8: comparison?
9: Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of of big fights that I've been involved with, but obviously nothing as big as this. This is the biggest event ever in combat sports history. It is the most distributed event. In pay-per-view history, you can get this fight anywhere. This thing is on in like over 200 countries on pay-per-view, and you know boxing usually doesn't do a lot of digital. Um, you know you can buy this thing through UFC TV, and um, you know it's through the Showtime app, Amazon, Sony, Apple, etc. You know you, you can you can buy this thing if you if you're in manhattan or you're on a desert island somewhere if you have wi-fi you can buy this fight so what uh, again
8: off the top of your head what uh, what 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 do you classify um, as, as your um, you know your your biggies as
9: far as the promotion and the buildup well, it depends. I mean, it depends on what time you're talking about it. Uh, obviously, if you remember, all, I mean, all the Connor fights, the Ronda fights have always been big. Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz was big. Um, Anderson Silva, Vitor Belfort. I mean, there's tons of, of, of big fights that had a, a big fight feeling, but this is the biggest fight ever. It's tracking right now to be the largest commercial pay-per-view ever done in in the history of pay-per-view. It's the most distributed pay-per-view event in history. Um, you know, the, the list goes on and on, of, of you know, of, of records that this thing will break. Yep. All right, thanks very much
2: for the time, Dana. Thank you, buddy.
0: Our next question is going to come from Van Wetzel from Yahoo. Please go ahead. One moment, please. uh, Your line is live, Mr. Repsol. I'm sorry. Please go ahead.
4: Can you hear me now?
1: Yep, I can hear
4: you. Hey, Dana. Um, Hey. Connor was talking earlier about how he he sometimes, you know, envisions things or or wishes people would envision what is impossible or that they think is impossible. And and obviously winning this fight would be one of those uh, to his critics. But I was wondering, you've dealt with him, And and through his career, he's done things like, you know, demand that he will hold. He'll be the first to hold two titles at the same time. Uh, he obviously got this fight done. What is it like dealing with a personality like that where a guy's not satisfied ever and is always pushing, uh, for, for more and things that seem, I'm sure at at some point seemed either impossible or not allowable to you.
9: Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's, that's why I call the kid, the unicorn, um, you know, to to accomplish great things in life, you you have to take huge risks. And uh I mean, who who takes more risks than Conor McGregor? I mean, when the guy's a huge star, the fight falls out a week before. He'll fight anybody. He, he doesn't care. He's he believes in himself so much that he will literally fight anybody. Most of the guys on the roster are like, yeah, I haven't trained for him. I didn't prepare for this guy, and they won't take the risk. They'll they'll cancel the fight. And you know. That, that's the way most normal people are, not this guy. You know, Floyd Mayweather in the talk started about the, these guys fighting. You know, never once did he say, absolutely demand that he fights me in MMA. He said, no, I want to go and fight Floyd in his own world. I want to beat him at what he does the best. Um, we, ha- we actually have this thing that we're coming out with next week that we're going to, um, you know, put out on social media and, and, and other places where Connor starts off you know, five, six years ago saying, Dana, you will sign me into the UFC. I will be your biggest star. I will win two world titles and all this stuff that he's laying out that's going to happen before I had ever
4: even heard of Conor McGregor.
6: So uh, just two quick things
4: Do you, the, you recall the first conversation or first time he broached the Floyd Mayweather. Can you take us to that conversation when he, it came up and you discussed it and what were your thoughts at that time? Well, I think I think the f- the first time I remember
9: the Mayweather thing was those guys were going back and forth. I was like, "This is crazy that Connor and Mayweather are talking smack to each other right now." Then uh, Connor told me he he wanted to fight him, and I was like, "What? Wh- why? What's the point in in even talking about this? That guy's never going to fight in MMA." And he's like, "No, I want to I want to I want to box him." And I was just like. <laughs> all right uh, well, that's crazy and again it's one of those things i thought would never happen um you know not not forget about the whole uh you know what would the rules be all that i was like we'd never get a deal done with these guys it would be impossible to get this deal done then the first time this thing even started to get serious was i was on espn and i threw out tell you what floyd i'll give you 25 million dollars and then TMZ got him somewhere, and he hung his watch out the window and said, "You see this watch?" And I don't know what that meant. The watch was twenty five million. I don't know, um, but that's what started the negotiations when I put out the twenty five million dollar offer. So, on all of this stuff, are you? You know, he calls himself Mystic Mac. Are you? Are you now a believer in in Mystic Mac? Oh, I'm a believer in Mystic Mac for sure. I mean, this this kid. He, uh, he has done everything he said he would do, and uh, he's claiming that he will knock out Floyd Mayweather within four rounds, and I think he broke it down to two now. But, um, yeah, I'm, uh, listen, I'm with Connor. I'm I'm, I'm in. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the ride with him, man, so I'm excited. All right. Thanks, Dana. Thank you.
0: Our next question is going to come from Rick Mees from the Washington Post. Please go ahead.
6: Hi, Dan. I'm wondering if you think this fight has the potential to impact the popularity of either sport. And related to that, does your research show much crossover between the MMA fan and the boxing fan?
9: There's some. You know, the the the, the boxing fan is is older. Uh, you know, those those demographics are older than ours. But uh, I, I believe that <clears throat> this is good for combat sports. It's like when when Mayweather-Pacquiao. Did the numbers that they did, I was like, wow, first I said good for them. And number two I was like, Well that sets the bar. That shows me that if you have the right fight at the right place at the right time, you know, people will are willing to watch. I knew once this thing started to materialize that this fight was going to be so much bigger worldwide than any fight that had ever happened. Conor has a has a very big following in, in places like Brazil, in places like uh, Australia, obviously Europe. So I, I knew that worldwide this would be the big, and, and I was right. This this thing is the biggest event that that has ever happened in combat sports. Um, this this fight will reach over a billion homes worldwide. So
6: it could help both sports. Could it? Could it hurt? either sport depending on what the
9: outcome is i don't think it hurts either sport i i I think this is one of those cool situations where two guys are willing to take the risk to to, to fight each other and i think that you know this thing has captured the imagination of people i mean that's how this fight was built this fight was really built through the fans and the media thank you very much dana thank you
0: our next question is going to come from gareth davies from the daily telegraph please go ahead
7: thank you very much good afternoon Dana hey buddy um could I ask first of all um has your respect for Floyd Mayweather and his team grown through this process because obviously you have been working very closely together now over the last kind of eight weeks if you like definitely
9: The, the, the worst deals to be involved with are people that aren't very smart but think they are they're the most dangerous kind and uh Mayweather's team isn't that at all. These guys are actually very, very, very smart guys, and and when I say that is because when problems pop up, um, you know it's it's always hard to fix with people who aren't too bright. Then um, it's always the small stuff and not the right things to be arguing about. These guys are these guys are real easy to deal with.
7: Secondarily, um, obviously the ruling by the Nevada State Athletic Commission, another first to do with the event that they allow eight ounce gloves just as a one off on this occasion. What's your take on on, on how the eight ounce gloves will affect each man? We, we 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 heard earlier we were talking to Connor about potentially it gives him more power with his uh, with his strikes, with his punches, but it gives Floyd faster hands potentially. How do you see the eight ounce gloves affecting the contest? I agree. I think it affects the contest a lot. First of all, uh,
9: yes Floyd will be faster with eight ounce gloves, but Floyd is a defensive master, and he has less glove for less defense. Conor hits like a truck; smaller gloves favor him big time. So it affects the
7: it affects the fight big time. And from what you said just then, do you think it just marginally works in the favor of Conor then?
9: I think it absolutely does. Yeah, I I love the fact that when we were in the original negotiations, it wasn't even something they would talk about, 8-ounce gloves. So I don't know what's changed in the last, you know, however long ago we did the deal, but uh, I'm glad it did. I think it makes it so much more fun.
7: Thank you. And the final thing from me, one of the things that hasn't been spoken out about much is the, obviously Connor has a great kind of um, team around him, um, you you will have met his family and his friends, um, particularly his family. I mean, his two sisters and his mother and his father, Tony and Margaret. And how much do you think they have gone into to making this young man? Because he's not from a, a ghetto. I know he's from a tough working class area. You know, rather like South Boston, where you're from, from Crumlin. Um, but, but do you do you subscribe or ascribe a lot of the credit to to the family for the way Connor is as well?
9: Uh, definitely. I mean, you, you, you have to. But at the end of the day, he's a special kid, man. He's he's just. Comp- I call him the unicorn. He's different than anybody I've ever dealt with. Um, I, I like I like how he is willing to put everything on the line. I've never seen anybody who believes in themselves more than this guy does, uh, and believes when he makes up his mind and what he's going to do, he absolutely one hundred percent believes it, breathes it, lives it. Um, it's fascinating.
7: Um final thing for me, just on that as well. when what noises were you making watching him spar last night? What were the noises coming out of Dana White?
9: I was very quiet and sat there and just watched and uh, you know, um, he, he sparred with a with a really fast uh, talented kid. and it was a good session. and Connor worked like a dog last night. He's in great shape. He's hitting. He's hitting really hard right now, and uh, he's in a very good place. I, I, I loved watching it last night, and I, and I feel good about this.
7: If, if he beats some Floyd and he comes back for a couple of fights in the UFC, would it not surprise you if, if he beats Floyd Mayweather if he starts calling out Canelo and Golovkin?
9: Uh, yeah, I, 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 nothing with Conor would surprise me. Uh, uh, that's not what I want to have happen, but it wouldn't surprise me.
7: Many thanks, Dana. See you next week. Thank you.
0: Our next question is going to come from Dan Shapiro from the Huffington Post. Please, uh, post. Excuse me. Please go ahead. Jane, are you, can you hear me there? Yep. Hi.
6: Okay, great. Um, you know, a couple years ago when Conor fought Chad Mendez he tried to bet you and Lorenzo a couple million bucks <coughs> that he would knock chat out. Uh, Conor's dealing with a much serious, uh, much more serious bankroll this time around. Has he come out and tried to, uh, to bet you anything that he's going to fulfill this, you know, two to four round prediction?
9: No, no, he, he hasn't tried. Hey, listen, I, I, I'm on his side on this thing. I, I, I want him to win. I expect him to win. I expect him to knock Floyd Mayweather out. Um, so, so no, we, there, there was nothing. Not that I didn't think that he could beat Chad Mendes, but, uh, you know, it's not like I'm going to bet against another one of my guys, you know, um, which by the way, we didn't make that bet, but we did pay him.
6: <laughs> okay. And then um Yeah, you know, it was it was ruled today that you guys are gonna be a uh an official promoter for this event. So what additional leverage does that give you guys? How else are you able to now help push this, as you said, through a billion homes worldwide?
9: Yeah, I, I think that we've done a good job at working with Showtime um and that you know they they do the things that that they're good at we do the things that we're good at and uh it really helped you know there's a lot of things that boxing doesn't do um for instance i mean most of the times you're dealing with a network networks aren't too excited to go you know ott (laughs) so it's not you know not a big thing that they're into uh you know we have the capabilities we do it all the time and i believe we're one of the best to do it and uh yeah, I, I mean, it, the, the numbers are tracking huge. We're going to do the numbers that everybody has been talking. We're going to do the line in Vegas is the over under is four point nine million. Everything is tracking right now to say that we're going to kill this thing. So it, it's it's looking really good.
6: And then a little bit off topic. Uh, now it was announced yesterday that you're going to have Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee fight for an interim belt. Um, that would actually fall within a year since Conor won the belt so is there a particular reason why you guys are rushing into the interim business again uh no because
9: the thing is is connor is has told me he's going to fight again this year and um uh but i don't know what's going to happen you know you can't put these guys on the shelves all this time you know we'll see what happens with this fight and that fight's going to move forward and we'll see what's next for connor
6: and is that is that scheduled to be the main event of UFC
9: 216? Uh, we don't know that yet. We we haven't we haven't finished building the card. Sure.
0: Thank
6: you.
9: Thank you. Our
0: next question is going to come from Salvador Rodriguez from ESPN Deportes. Please go oh. ahead.
9: Hello, Reina How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good. Thank you. Uh, yes, I I have a question. How
6: much money do you expect to Conor McGregor uh, make that uh, August 26th? the final number
9: how much do i think he's going to make um, yes. well uh, it depends on what obviously what what the fight does but uh C- connor's going to make a lot of life-changing money money that'll change his his family's life forever that's okay thanks so much <laughs> thank you sir
0: Our next question is going to come from George Willis. Um, please go ahead from the New York Post. Please go ahead.
5: Hi, Dana. How you doing? Good, George. How are you? Good, good. I uh, just wanted you to talk about the impact of social media on this fight. You're talking about a billion uh, homes. That's got to have a huge impact. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it, it, You
9: know, when we did the world tour, the numbers were off the charts i mean i can't quote exactly what the word. that i don't have them in front of me but if you ask our our pr team they can give you those numbers great question it was it was incredible how many people the first day i i can't remember it was something crazy like the first day the first stop in la something like 12 and a half million people watched it just on our facebook alone Maybe it was twenty twelve between twelve and twenty million or something like that. I can't remember, but that was just on Facebook the first day, so yeah, the numbers were massive, mm-hmm.
5: and even something like the Polly thing that just kept going and going and going. Uh, do you think that added to the eyeballs you're going to get the night of the fight?
9: yeah, listen obviously the whole poly thing popped up out of nowhere, you know, that thing, that thing happened down. And it's, it's funny, all the, all the twists and turns that happen when you're, when you're promoting a fight like this. And, and yeah, uh, you know, obviously he was saying all this crazy stuff for like five or six days. And then finally I was like, you know what, I'm going to put out some of the footage here and just (laughs) stop all this craziness. And, uh, when I put the footage out, I mean, just to give you another example, just, just the footage on, on, on my Instagram alone, it was both on, uh, on Instagram are over a million. My Facebook was over two million, and, uh, and Twitter was, was close to two million, too, just on mine. That doesn't include, you know, everywhere else it went. Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. Uh, we see a lot of the things about Connor the fighter. Are there a couple of things, Connor the person, that people aren't too familiar with that maybe that, that stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, Connor the person is a very loyal guy.
9: He's a good guy. If you look at the people he's around, he's very, very, very um, loyal to his country and his people, obviously. And then uh, his friends, the guys are the same guys that have been around him. He doesn't try to go you know, maybe I should go train with this trainer or this camp or these guys. He's very loyal to, to to his own. Um he's very smart kid when it comes to fighting. His fight IQ is is brilliant. Then uh he, he's actually a smart businessman too. Kids made a lot of really good decisions and uh you know, even when he deals with us, he's a very bright guy. Yeah.
5: He likes to uh Floyd likes to say that Connor stole his blueprint. Uh do you think he did? <laughs> stole
9: his blue no the thing is it's scary is in a lot of ways I think they're very similar guys you know it's it's not like you can just go out and say hey I'm going to act like this guy or I'm going to act like that guy Connor is who he is you know um, you know, every city he goes, he's in a different Bentley or a different Rolls Royce or, you know, so you know, you, 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 you gotta be like that. Listen, I've never been in a Rolls Royce in my life. Like one of the first ones I ever saw was Connors in New York, you know? So you're, you're either that type of guy or you're not.
0: Right,
5: right,
9: right. All right, Dana, appreciate it. Thank you.
0: That was actually our last question. I'm going to go ahead and turn the call back over to Rhett. Matt please Rat.
1: Thank you, everyone, and thank you to our speakers today, Dana White and Conor McGregor. We look forward to seeing everybody uh, here in Las Vegas next Saturday, August 26th, at the T-Mobile Arena for what's going to be a great evening of fights. Thank you, everyone.
0: Thank you, everyone, for joining. May all disconnect and have a great day.